Bridge Bank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to the risk takers, the game changers, and the disruptors. Bridge Bank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. Bridge Bank, be bold, venture wisely. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, and welcome to The Bay. Local news to keep you rooted. Hello. Hi. Hi, are we on? This is Carlos Cabrera Lomeli, community engagement reporter for KQED. And I called Carlos up to check on him and his recent bout with COVID, which is sweeping through the Bay Area right now. I was feeling really really just down in the dumps for about two to three days and i kept telling myself like no 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 it's not covid i still have my sense of taste and smell the results came on wednesday and i was like oh no instantly after that i felt like a rush of emotions sadness anxiety worry Mm. a little bit of shame as well when I looked at the test results, I actually didn't even want to ask for time off. I was like, I'm going to work through this. There was this still kind of like feeling of like, okay, you can't stop because if not, I'm going to fall super behind. Um, mm. But but I mean, those are just things that we tell ourselves that we hear, and but they're not really true. And taking time off like was the best thing I could do for my body. You might not know this, but most workers in California still have the right to COVID sick pay. But even though it exists, that doesn't necessarily mean that people feel comfortable taking it. Because as we're in a surge, we're also up against our really unhealthy work habits and the sense that things are opening back up again. I think the calls are coming from inside the house on a lot of this stuff where we're doing this to ourselves because of a culture of productivity that says if you are taking a day to rest, what the heck are you doing? Today, the workers' right to COVID sick pay in California. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. 
Happy reading! Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. So my colleague and I, Carlos Cabrera Lomeli, we were really noticing that people did not seem to know their rights around this COVID sick pay. Carly Severn is the senior engagement editor for KQED. She reported this story about COVID sick pay with Carlos Cabrera Lomeli, community engagement reporter for KQED. We really understood their confusion as well because it's it's being put in and then it's taken away but now it's back and no one really knows about it the first iteration of covid sick pay that came in in march 2021 and that lasted through september 2021 so this is all taking place last year and then there was this strange period where um the california legislature essentially kind of let it expire and it expired at the same time as a lot of other social safety nets so it really did feel like everything all the support that was being given was kind of being yanked away and so california was actually without covid sick leave for four months from october through january of this year and then it suddenly comes back so if you were entitled to sick pay but you didn't know can you get like back pay you can. So if you took paid leave from your regular allowance during January at any point because you were sick, if that was because of COVID or for a COVID-related reason, you can still claim that back. You can backdate it to January 1st with your employer. But honestly, for people who aren't following the ins and outs of California law, uh, it's confusing to suddenly have a policy reemerge from the dead and to, to not really have a widespread campaign to tell people about it. So let's get into it then. What rights do workers in California have right now if they get COVID? We actually have two potential options, right? The one I want to get out right out of the way that we're actually not going to talk about too much is called California Exclusion Pay. And this is a Cal OSHA thing. If you go into work in an in-person setting and you test positive and you can't come to work for a spell because you don't want to infect those around you, uh, exclusion pay is literally designed to exclude you. It's in the name, exclude you from the workplace. What we're going to talk about is COVID sick pay. And this relates to people who work in an in-person setting, but also work from home, right? And this is a big misconception that I see people being like, well, I work from home, so I can't get California COVID sick pay. Not true. You can still access it. 
This sick pay is available to California employees that work for an employer that employs 26 or more people. How do you use it? Like the 2021 version of California's COVID sick leave laws, this 2022 iteration, it allows you to claim up to 80 hours of paid sick leave mm. for COVID-related reasons, right? So it's not just get it if you get COVID. That's the really good thing about this. It's split into two types of paid sick leave. Like I refer to them as two banks of sick leave, up to 40 hours each. And which bank you draw from depends on why you're claiming these hours. Mm. So the first bank, it's way more flexible. You can use this for a wide range of COVID-related reasons, like you have COVID or a family member has COVID and you need to care for them. You need to go and get vaccinated or you need to go and get your booster. Remember that some people are eligible for a second booster now, which is great, go get it. If you need to recover from getting vaccinated, I don't know about you, I felt terrible after getting (laughs) vaccinated. I know other people did, so take that time if you can't work you need to take care of a family member who's getting vaccinated or if you need to take care of a child who can't go to school because of COVID-related closures or quarantines. So this is quite a big scope of things that you can take out. Bank B is the less flexible option. You also get 40 hours, but you can only use that when you or a loved one has COVID. And if you're going to go into that bank B of up to 40 hours, you're going to need to prove to your employer that you or that person in your family has tested positive by submitting proof of that positive test result. Mm. Think of bank A and bank B as these two separate doors that allow you to access paid COVID sick leave, except that you need a key like a positive test result for COVID to open that bank B door. And obviously this isn't some magic bullet that every worker in California gets COVID sick pay. That's not true. If you work for a business that has fewer than 26 employees, you can't claim the new COVID sick leave. Uh, That does mean, CalMatters says, that approximately one in four California workers are excluded from this policy, which is not good. Independent contractors like gig workers, um, this new sick bill really leaves them out too. My advice is if you're not able to access this COVID sick leave, check first whether your city or your county has its own program that offers support to people if they can't work during COVID. San Francisco has right to recover, by the way. It has this program that offers you funds if you test positive and you cannot work. I hear a lot of people in the service industry have really benefited from that and have good things to say about that that program. So I would check that out. California also has this thing called the COVID-19 Worker Benefits and Leave Navigator tool online that you could check out, Google that and see if there's any kind of policies that could possibly help you. Got it. I'm wondering, Carly, why you think it's actually not common knowledge that COVID sick pay is still a thing in California. I have a few theories. Employers have to foot a lot more of the bill this time around for COVID sick pay. The first time around in 2021, the state was virtually funding that exclusively. Now employers really have to chip in. So I can imagine that your average Bay Area employer is not too eager, too keen to to put this on blast that... If you get COVID, you can take up to two weeks off. So I can imagine that happening. And I'm not insinuating that every employer is like hiding this information. I can just see them not being super proactive about communicating this policy to their employees. 
also, you know, the state really has not messaged this far and wide. I have not seen any kind of official messaging saying, oh, hey, you, you now have this entitlement. Also, I think, again, talking about dissonance, the idea that we got COVID sick pay again in this weird liminal stage of the pandemic now, um, I think that doesn't strike people as like a thing. I, I think that people could very naturally reasonably say, oh, I just assumed we didn't get COVID sick pay anymore because this is where we are in the pandemic. Right. And I feel like that is even more exacerbated by just like where we are at culturally in our relationship with COVID. As we've been talking about, we're sort of also in this moment where it's like there are all these sort of signals that like this isn't a thing anymore or it isn't as bad. I, I think it, it is playing into this as well. You know, this phrase living with COVID, how do we live with COVID? Even though a lot of people, you know, disabled people, immunocompromised people will tell you that for huge swaths of the community, there is no living with COVID. But it's a phrase you hear a lot, living with COVID. And I think Omicron itself has kind of played into that. And, you know, you'll hear this phrase a lot. It's just like a cold or it's like mild flu. Um, and there is this widespread belief that if you're vaxxed and boosted, it's going to be mild. Um, you know, I fell into that trap myself. Um, two friends tested positive in the same week and they said it was the worst they had felt in their entire life. There's our relative lack of knowledge as well about long COVID and how it might be impacted by not only the mildness, quote unquote, of your infection, but what you do during your infection as well. Like, is how different is it for someone that gets bed rest for a week uh, versus someone who's like, well, you know, I, I got stuff to do. We don't know really how much this is going to play into um, longer term effects of COVID. And just because COVID sick pay exists, it doesn't necessarily mean people feel comfortable taking it. I I'm just thinking of one of my friends who was telling me he feels this anxiety because he has COVID right now. He's sort of like one of those people in this surge who feels anxiety about taking off. He like missed work on Monday. So yesterday he just worked a longer day. And I feel like we've just always sort of been like this about work culturally. And it sounds like that's what you're hearing as well. I'm thinking particularly of this, this story I saw on the Wall Street Journal by Ray A. Smith and Catherine Dill that does talk to a lot of people about how they don't feel that they get to be sick at home. Because if they're at home, they're not importing their infection into the office. So what's the problem, right? That's in scare quotes, by the way. What is the problem? Just keep working. Just keep making endless cups of tea. You're going to be fine. Maybe work from bed. It's a lot about work ethic, it, not only in the United States as a whole, but in the Bay Area. You know, we have a huge tech sector, which is all about the grind and the hustle. And if you're not working 23 hours a day, what the hell are you doing with your life? We actually asked uh, KQED's audiences if they'd ever felt pressured to work through COVID. You know, we really wanted to ask people about sick pay. Did you know it was available? Did your employer kind of conceal it from you? How did this shake out? And we got a lot of responses saying, yeah, you know, I've felt the pressure for my employer to work through this. You know, they didn't really offer me my sick pay. But we got a lot of responses that really surprised me saying, I put this pressure on myself. I didn't feel I could take sick time, even though my employer told me it was on the table. So, you know, I think the calls are coming from inside the house on a lot of this stuff where we're doing this to ourselves because of, because of a culture of productivity that says, if you are taking a day to rest, what the heck are you doing? What are you hearing from people about how employers are responding when employees file for COVID sick pay? 
I really think that there is an equal amount of confusion among employers as there is among their employees. I do want to give employers some benefit of the doubt that they might be still learning about this as they go to. Obviously, they do need to be better informed, but you might have, you know, an employer telling you to use your COVID sick leave if you need to be excluded. That's false. They need to take that Cal OSHA exclusion pay and use that. If your boss is telling you to use up your regular sick leave first, like you need to use your regular allowance before touching the COVID sick pay, false. You don't need to do that. Um, If they're telling you you don't need the sick pay because you work from home, again, that's not true. I've heard some things about, you know, people being told, well, you know, when someone else in the office had COVID, they only took two days. So I really can't see why you'd need more than two days. No shade, but HR and your boss, that they are not your doctors and they, they don't get to decide how long you need a sick pay. I feel like all of our systems are sort of sending us back to normal and we know that normal did not work. So what is it going to take, you think, to quote unquote live with COVID? And, and what would that look like for people who sort of refuse to go back to normal? I really do think, you know, if there are people listening to this that have control in a workplace or have power, soft or not, about making change in your workplace, you do have control about how you react to PTO requests and sick leave notifications. When you do the deep sigh on the phone, you're sending a message to your employee that you are really causing us some trouble by being by having the temerity to get infected by the disease that is still at pandemic level in the United States. And, you know, and I really would advise to people, just think about how you're responding to these cyclics, because this is how we change culture, right? If we're stuck in this mode where uh, taking sick leave is weakness, how do we get out of that? There's systemic change that happens and it needs to happen, but there's also some individual changes that people can be making day by day to foster an environment where it is not (laughs) against the, the workplace law to be sick. But what could it look like to truly fit work around your life and not the other way around? Not to work through sickness, you know, not to wake up feeling terrible, whether that's physical or mental, um, and think, oh, well, I, I gotta, I gotta put in the work today anyway. I gotta work through this. So I think, as with so much during the pandemic, COVID isn't showing us anything super new. It's just showing us the cracks that were already there. Carly, thank you so much. Thank you, Erica. This is uh, this is so important that, that folks know what they're entitled to. And if you're sick and you can't work, please don't work. That was Carly Severn, Senior Engagement Editor for KQED. Carly and Carlos, who you heard at the top of this episode, have got a ton of really helpful resources for y'all about your rights to COVID sick pay in California, including what to do if your employer pushes back. We're going to leave you the links to all those resources. You can also go to kqed.org slash COVID guides to check out a bunch of helpful tips for navigating life. This 50-minute conversation with Carly was cut by producer Maria Esquinka. Our senior producer of podcasts is Kiana Mogadam. She scored this episode and added the tape. Our senior editor of podcasts is Jessica Placek. Jen Chien is our director of podcasts. 
Holly Kernan is our chief content officer, and Gerald Furman is our podcast engagement intern. You can always keep in touch with us at The Bay on Twitter. We are at The Bay KQED. We are, of course, a production of your local public media station, KQED. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara. Stay healthy. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Randa Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. 